A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. They're like a lovely little couple, except they're not. Did you see that Shakespeare's now gay? I mean, bisexual. Oh my God, as if I just did that. <laughs> I meant bisexual. <laughs> and I said gay. How awful. It came out as well what his um, favourite position is. Oh yeah, what was that? Uh, verse. Welcome along. <laughs> Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. There's a lot of tweets coming into my Twitter account and also our Facebook group at the minute to do with Jamie Dornan. Here we goes. I think it's because they've added The Fall, his BBC drama, to Netflix. But also he's in... um, Trolls World Tour, I think, which has just come out. Yeah, but that's animated. He's doing a lot of press at the minute for whatever right. reason. Oh, I see. So, Got it. believe it or not, I don't really follow his career that closely. I only really know about when he's in a new film. Honest to God's truth, because people tweet me going, "Oh my God, I just saw Jamie Dornan on on Good Morning Britain or whatever." I right. thought it was Dan Hudson. That's oh, the only reason I find out that, that he's got a new film out. I just can't with this. Somebody posted in our listener group a photo of Jamie Dornan, but it's my it's my face. I genuinely had to ask, "Is that my face or his?" What they'd stuck your face on his body? Yeah. That sounds like a nightmare. Even I have now started to think that maybe I look like Jenny Dawn. <laughs> well, I'm pleased you're finally admitting it after three years anyway, of denying it on the podcast. Thank you so much. Anyway, if, if you see someone who looks like me on a TV set, it could be me, but it's probably Jamie Dornan. Just assume it's Jamie Dornan. Don't tweet at Gay on Gay saying that you think it might be me because because James doesn't like it when he's not getting me attention and on this either because people say that he looks like Macklemore. So just keep your <laughs> keep your opinions to yourself. <laughs> if in doubt, it's not me. It's Jamie Dornan. Are you done now? I mean, unless of course you're reading the Islington Gazette, in which case it might be me. <laughs> yes, Dan is famous in the Islington Gazette, guys. Just so you know. <laughs> Spill that tea. James fancies Jamie Dornan, therefore. And hate to be like, oh, yeah, you fancy me because you're gay. I am not. I do not fancy you. Quick question. Do you fancy Katy Perry? Are you trying to say that you look like Katy Perry? No. <laughs> Just answer the question. Do you fancy Katy Perry? <laughs> do you fancy Katy Perry? Yes or no? Well, yeah, I guess so. Right. Okay. Well, a lot of people tell me that I look a bit like Katy Perry. So therefore you, you fancy did, me. They... Thanks very much. Great. Nobody says that though. Yeah. Literally they have. Like two people have said that. What? Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles? That is such an offensive joke to make. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. No, it's not. Shade. James has been on holiday and now he's back. And and for, 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 for reasons I don't really understand, he's been camping. Yeah. How's that happened? I don't know. Miss Rona has obviously changed our lives a lot this year. So I decided it was safer to have a staycation in the UK. And James and I rented a camper van and hit the road. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. It was terrifying i mean it was so difficult having to use public showers like we turned up on the first night on this grass pitch with a plug that we had to attach to the camper van i mean i'm glad we weren't in a tent but it's so difficult not getting mud in the camper van because you have to keep getting out and back in again right and you have to share showers with with other people not literally but like 
their shared shower blocks. I'm sure this is very normal for a lot of people listening, but this isn't something I've ever had to do. So I was like in these showers that had been used just before I got into them and there were hairs everywhere. And it was honestly just so gross. Like trim your pubic hair, people. Just well, how do, you know how do you know they're pubic hairs? So since I've you grown can, a beard, you- I've noticed a lot of what look like pubic hairs just appearing all over the house but they're clearly not they're clearly from my face <laughs> so wait hang on a second <laughs> did you go around your house and go oh how did these pubes get here and then you realized they were from your beard no just when i've been tidying up there's a lot more hair than it ever used to be and that's invariably because my beard is much longer than it's ever used to be and it you know bits just come out like tiny yeah, so bits. were you like eating dinner and then you saw a pube and you thought, oh my God, how, did there, how is there a pube in my casserole? But actually it was your beard. Is that, is that what happened? Well, no, I didn't, because I didn't just assume that it was a pubic hair. I just thought, oh, there's a bit of hair. I honestly don't know why that's funny, but... <laughs> it's just gross, isn't it? It's just hair. It's my hair and I live... I don't in- have much experience with beards. Uh, uh, do all beards have like puby style hairs if you let them grow what, you mean hair yeah <laughs> or <laughs> or is, is that just your bit <laughs> it's just hair isn't it get a grip Possibly. how long how long were you away for i mean four nights i mean just don't shower well i didn't for one night but then i had to or just I do I, I i would like i never shower at a festival because what's the point just gross like, i just e- think that is so shocking shocking get a grip i did actually go to glastonbury uh not the festival obviously but the town and we climbed this massive hill there's this thing called a tor t-o-r right um and we climbed it and it's like 258 meters or something and we got all the way to the top and it was raining and it was windy and literally as i reached the top of this summit and came off the steps this girl (laughs) was like oh my god do you do a podcast are you a gay and a non-gay and she said oh my god i've been listening to you for three years i love your podcast so much and it was just the most bizarre thing ever did you think that your james was your boyfriend james was me (laughs) i don't think so i don't think he looks remotely non-gay but i mean don't judge a book by its cover maybe maybe she did think that does he not look he just doesn't not look non-gay does he i wish i'd said now this is non-gay um but i introduced him as my boyfriend so i mean maybe she thinks you're now my boyfriend i don't know it was so sweet and then out of nowhere a rainbow appeared and it was it was like the gay gods were shining down on us yeah that sounds amazing the other thing that kept happening is people kept just like randomly picking up hugo out of nowhere like they would just pick him up they wouldn't even speak to me they would just go for the dog and pick him up which is just like so rude yeah but dog owners do that's like a unwritten rule that why dog owners have it's one of many reasons why i don't like them but that's not a reason why you wouldn't like a dog but i I don't particularly enjoy someone touching something that like you wouldn't just randomly pick up a baby would you yeah people do though don't they do they yeah so rude especially right now in a pandemic i don't want someone's covid breath all over my dog even worse people give you either a dog or a baby and assume that you want to hold the bloody thing which i have to like shut down and meet especially if it's a kid i don't know how to hold a kid so whenever if, if that is even slightly likely i say from the outset don't give me your kid because i'll drop it the same thing happened to my friend simon and he was like i don't know how to hold a child so don't give me your kid and then they made him hold the kid and then he did drop it and he said well i did i did tell you wow just don't want people to come up to me and speak to me out of the blue either so i'm probably the worst person to have got a dog because sometimes i feel like a little bit 
I don't know if I, I, I can't say that immediately after saying what I just said about our listener, but that's different because there's a personal connection there. But a complete stranger coming up to me and just talking to me about my dog, and people ask really personal questions as well, and it's none of their business. You know like what I mean? What? A friend of mine actually said to me, "Oh my god, so you and James have got a dog? Like, what what happens when you break up? Who's <laughs> going to get the dog? And who, I mean, who, who is? I mean, that is just so rude, Dan. Let's hypothetically in that situation, what happens? I mean, I don't know, but why are we being so negative? Why are we talking about that? Why are you suggesting that we might ever break up anyway? I'm not. You're saying that someone else is saying that, and I'm just saying, oh, well, in that, in that instance... Okay, well, going back to that, again, why are you... And it might, not be, why... it might not necessarily be a negative at all. Like, some people see breaking up as a positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but after a lot of shit's gone down... Not always. It's so glass off empty to just, like, think like that. Not necessarily. Like it might be. It might be a. Like I say, it might be a positive. Two of my good mates were married to each other. Now they're divorced, and they have a well of a time. I mean, so, that's, that's wonderful. That's really wonderful. I think that's great. And you know what? Marriage should be based on friendship. So that is truly wonderful. Why? Why wouldn't you be friends afterwards? But I don't know if it's the, the kind of question you ask someone. It's like saying to someone when they've got a new child, like, "Oh, what's going to happen when you break up? Like, who's going to get custody?" <laughs> that's just such a rude thing to say to someone. And to answer the yeah. question, I genuinely don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Did you not sign a prenup before getting it? <laughs> no. Did you not holler, we want prenup before getting the getting no. it? No. We want prenup! No, Danye, I didn't. Would you genuinely say that, though, to someone about about their kid or their dog or whatever? No, but I do think, wander that to myself. <laughs> okay, well, let's put it in a you and Talia context. Like, who gets Cookie Monster in the divorce? Well, we're not married, firstly, so we couldn't divorce. I mean, I didn't but... mean divorce like that. I just meant divorce, like, break up. Um, well, it's her Cookie Monster, so she would get it. Would you ever be able to chat to Cookie Monster again, or would that be it? I don't have his like contact details, so I'd have to... <laughs> I guess I'll answer the Hugo question now. <laughs> uh, I don't know, actually. I, I think probably, if I'm honest, I think probably my mum or James's mum would take custody because we're very much in this together, and it would be, prob- it would be too difficult and sad. So to... ne- neither of you can be asked to look after me. <laughs> no. yourselves. No, together we are able to look after a dog right. correctly because we both have enough time to to share the responsibility. Right. If we had to, if we had to change our lives, or we weren't together anymore, then we would need to get help from someone that could be full time. Right. Sure. See you in Mykonos. <laughs> no. Do you not think? And you do, and you probably won't admit it. But when you, when you see when you hear people that are getting married, you just think, oh, I'll give that six months like or if, if someone's having a kid you think that that is going to end in tears I think that is really pessimistic though to be honest but it doesn't surprise me that you think like that because you are a bit you are a bit of a Debbie Downer sometimes you think quite negatively I really don't I you really do. don't oh my god I've got a hundred I'm a examples. massive I'm a huge optimist Okay, wow. Really? I have a yeah. hundred examples. So the Go first on, time we did me- a live show, why are we doing a live show? No one's going to come. True. Second example, why are we doing a live show in a, in a huge capacity venue on the South Bank? No one's going to come. Why are we doing Edinburgh? Why are we bothering doing Edinburgh? No one's going to come. I suppose that's a fair point. I am, I am negative about other people. When, when like we're working on stuff and it involves other people, my... Um, go-to instinct and i've been proven right time and time and time again is that the person that we're working with is useless and they won't do what they say they're going to do <laughs> shout now, out to everyone we've ever worked with <laughs> <laughs> thanks <that>. for listening 
that, that's not a blanket rule but you you are so much better off assuming that's going to happen i don't even get upset by it i just go oh this person we're working with okay cool they won't do what they're supposed to do they'll be useless they won't be able to uh, send an email they won't be able to spell they won't answer the phone they won't do anything and more likely than not all of those things will be true but that's not me being negative that's just reality do you know no, what I, mean? I really believe that is being negative and you're doing it because you don't want to get agitated by it not happening so you'd rather set yourself up for them to fall so that you aren't disappointed and that is no 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 because what yeah, what happens what it is. is it's like when people no, no, say no. Oh, what happens when you break up that's that's because their point of view is that everything ends and i know that for a fact because i've been in that position and i've thought that about every relationship i've gone into i've always thought oh this is going to end or they're not going to love me or i'm not good enough i think objectively about almost everything so i think this thing probably won't happen but i'm not that's not going to stop me from doing everything i can to make it happen and if it doesn't happen then the next thing might happen the next thing might happen blah 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 but i'm not gonna be like oh my god this is happening especially if it involves anybody else doing anything because i'm time and time and time and time and time again people don't do what they're supposed to do so if i don't think like that the thing won't get done like we have to do people's jobs for them all of the time all right so arguably the best thing that's happened to us was when we met on BBC Breakfast, you, right? Okay, right, yeah, cool. So <laughs> when mentioned it, the documentary again. <laughs> well, we were on BBC Breakfast to talk about our documentary for Radio 1, From Gay to Non-Gay. There it is. When that came through, I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. But I will believe it when I'm on the sofa. And it did get cancelled once. And then literally, I only believed it was happening as it was happening. Yeah, but when it got cancelled, you were like, oh, it's not going to happen now. I think I said, well, realistically, like... It was a massive week in the news because our documentary came out <laughs> because of Brexit or whatever. So it was like, realistically, like, if, if this happens, it'll be amazing. And I'm super positive about how incredible that would be. But realistically, all the evidence suggests that it won't happen. And then it got cancelled once. Yeah, I think that is that is a Debbie Downer moment. No, I don't like, think it... Because oh, I'm, all, I'm, ex- Honestly, I'm excited. I'm excited that on this day at that time, it was going to happen. That excites me. To me, that's defeatist. No, defeatist would be to have a complete meltdown and be like, oh my God, let's sack the podcast off because we weren't on BBC Breakfast, blah, 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 blah. I don't think so. I think you're defeatist. If if it's okay for me to say this, I think you're being a little over the top. (laughs) What? How so? You just are, because you just need to win arguments all the time. It's so boring. (laughs) What? (laughs) Literally, I'm done. Like, fine, whatever you want to think. But I personally think you're a bit of a Debbie Downer. that's, That's it. You are so much more negative than I am. Do you not yeah, think well, so? Yeah, well, I've had depression. I mean, that does make you pretty down, <laughs> to be fair. Oh, you do down it. I see it as like two different voices. There's like one half of my brain, the kind of natural side of my brain that is like telling me all the time I'm not worthy or not worth anything. And then there's the other side of me, which is like the more, intelli- I guess the more like intelligent side. It's not quite what I mean. It's like the... The more practical half of my head that is actually what's reality. And that's the side I I try to follow. I try and push back against the negative thoughts with that side of my brain. Does that make any sense? Yeah, kind of. And I've always described it as like a left and a right thing in my therapy sessions too. It's like the real me is telling me I'm shit. And then the other me, which is actually the real me, but the more sort of awake version of myself is, is having to fight back all the time. Do you not have that then? Have what? negative voices saying what i don't know like you look ugly today no because i don't i'm really fat (laughs) no because i'm not this is crazy to me that you don't have voices like that in your head 
but I'm not ugly and I'm not fat. And like, yeah, but they're like, not facts though. They're just thoughts. It doesn't have to be like actually true. It's not like fa- I don't look at myself in the mirror and go, I'm fat and think, well, I mean, I do think that that's true, but it's not, I know it's not true at the same time, but you don't have these thoughts. You don't have negative thoughts in your head like that. You don't walk around going, oh, that person hates me. Not like completely irrationally. No, like that is wild. I, think- I thought everyone had that here's the tea I don't have any talent or anything like I'm acutely aware of that I'm not special or talented in, in any way Debbie so Downer. but that's just a fact and that's it's fine and that, like most people don't but I do work harder than, any, than 99% of people and I know that that will always bear itself out do you know what I mean? don't agree with what you said actually what if that's just a thought and not a fact what if that isn't true but you just think that about yourself well if I do have a, an amazing talent it hasn't presented itself what are you talking about? You're, you're the world's leading non-gay because you're being yourself. And that is a talent because not a lot of people can do that. But it's not a talent, is it? Like, I think it is. You're you being just, authentic. You, you wouldn't just, like a, a talent show, present me, this is Danny's himself. I wouldn't get a standing ovation for that, would I? Well, I'm, I'd give you one. I mean, a, Well, we a know that, o- but what about a, the- a standing ovation, I mean. <laughs> oh, God. I don't fancy you. Find us on your socials at Gay Non Gay. Listen at GayNonGay.com or just search Non Gay at your fave pod app. Don't forget you can support this podcast. Head to GayNonGay.com slash donate, which takes you to our Patreon page. A big hello to our new patron, Liam Plom. A big thank you to Tim Kidd, who's donated money to a gay and a non-gay through GayNonGay.com slash donate. Your support means the world. And a massive happy birthday to Lauren Wright, who's just become the daddy of a gay and a non-gay, the Bruce Springsteen of the what? podcast. Wahey! Yes, so happy birthday to Lauren, your boyfriend, Matthew. He made this donation on your behalf because you are such a big fan of a gay and a non-gay. Um, James, what did she get? Okay, so Lauren gets a name check on an episode, an official a gay and a non-gay desktop background for her smartphone. A sticker, a badge, a thank you tweet, a special exclusive version of our artwork featuring herself as an emoji drawn by me, what? (laughs) And a free VIP pair of tickets to see Again and Ongay live at our next show in 2020, whenever, (laughs) after Miss Rona's disappeared. There's so many tears on our um, Patreon page. If you want to help us out and donate, become a patron, head to gainongate.com slash donate. Also, don't forget to join our listener group. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash gainongay. You can chat to loads of listeners to the podcast and become friends with people through that and have a chat about stuff that we've talked about. And you can buy our merch right now at gainongay.shop. And next week on the podcast... Shares, son, Chaz Bono. Oh my God. You don't want to miss it.